Hi, all, and welcome back to Dame It All the Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and we are here uh, the week after Thanksgiving. It is fucking cold in Washington. It is wintertime, and there's Christmas trees in the lobby of where we record. There are little polar bears climbing <laughs> up a fake library wall. Like, Christmas has arrived in Washington. They are amazing. And I'm Tracy Dietz, and I almost wore a fur coat for you today, and I don't know why I didn't, because well, I didn't think it was going to be that cold. You wore a coat up. with fur on it. Doesn't that count? But it's not the big one. It's not the red one that's, like, covered in, like, rabbit uh, and chinchilla and, like, crazy. Wow. Easy, like, little it's just really, animals. it's really like a, it's an outfit <laughs> sort of description of the difference between me and oh Tracy. Oh my Deeds. god! I have a coat on today that is intended to look like animal, but it is made of cotton because what, what is know, that? It is, it's cotton. It's, it's it looks like, like animal. lamb. Yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah, a yeah. lamb. Yeah, which doesn't kill the animal to wear a lamb. Like you can wear wool that doesn't kill it's the true. animal. It's true. It's true. It's just a rental. It's just a rental I liked. Actually, it's a good question. Are people, so is PETA upset if you use animal product if it doesn't kill the animal? I think so because you got to cage the motherfucker and then (laughs) shave the motherfucker and then it gets caged. But they like it. They could probably get hot. Who likes it? I don't know. I like it when I shave. Animals? (laughs) Oh my God. Shit went south. Real fast today, but awesome. Do you like I having hairy legs? It's uncomfortable. You Dude, like to shave it. I live in Tacoma fucking Park. I got it, it's it's a community that embraces the hair. It's a thing. Great. Yep. I'm going to shave my legs and talk. look like a girl. Yeah, so, so. good. All right. Well, <laughs> here we are the week after Thanksgiving, and um, we we sort of want to take a break from the series, if you can't tell just yet. So we're taking this a break from the series. Although the first thing we're going to talk about today is about bipartisan friendship. So Forbes magazine, a long time ago, wrote an article about, one, your friends don't share your politics, what do you do? Which is something I grapple with once a week when we come to this little studio. We are basically the same person. Oh my I don't God, know what you're talking so about. so different. If you're, if you're a listener and you think we're the same person, send us a note. We we're going to get zero notes. It's we, not going to happen. We want good things for. We both want good things for the world. We all want it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it is Christmas, just like peace and joy. I feel like you're looking kind. at me and laughing at my glasses. Oh, Tracy needs readers because <laughs> I'm old. Because she's a little, she's a little, she's a little old. Although, Whatever. as a contact wearing woman, <laughs> I have needed correctional lenses for quite a long time, so yeah. I have zero sympathy for her. But she is. She's rocking. Big fucking curly hair, a red lip, and tortoiseshell readers, Fuck and yes. she looks like a fucking yeah. you know like, you know. Yeah. I bet Stormy Daniels has wrecked that look at some point or the other. That's hot. Yeah. So this article in Forbes about um, bipartisan friendship. So a lot of things I read about being a bipartisan friend, they say like just keep your mouth shut. And in this case, it says easiest way to stay friends. The simplest way to stay civil, according to the pros, is just avoid bringing up politics when you get together with pals. Is that what we do? No, I don't. I mean, I, so I have a huge problem with this because we if you think about it, like we've all been talking about politics forever. forever. Like I've talked about politics since I got here. And I remember when I used to be a Democrat, like 25 <laughs> years ago. She doesn't even remember that. Tracy. Like I remember talking to my Republican friends and, and never having like a big issue like I don't ever remember hating them or un- unfriending them. I mean, we didn't have social media back in my day because that was so long ago. Because she's wearing readers. Because I'm wearing readers. We didn't. I mean, that was just not a thing. I, we we had nice conversations. So the end of this little section things. says, but shouldn't reasonably intelligent adults, and I think that's how we would describe each other, <laughs> reasonably intelligent adults, be able to discuss politics without the conversation turning acrimonious? Yes, yes. absolutely. You and I discuss it every week. All the time. We talk about so, it. The next section of the article says, in bold, a tip from Bernie Sanders, which is an interesting person to employ for this part. Although this was written before 
the election. Nobody the wants Bernie Sanders. The 2016 election. Tip. Yeah. But regardless of your political affiliation, it might be wise to take a cue from Democratic presidential candidate Senator Bernie Sanders. Here's what he said when he gave a speech at Liberty Motherfucking University. And I used that. Wait, exp- why did they he get invited to Liberty? I used that expletive with intention. How did he get that to Liberty? Insane. Uh, for those of you that don't know what Liberty University is, it is like an uber evangelical conservative university that disagreed with all views. The school was founded by televangelist Jerry Falwell. Quote, let me start by acknowledging what I think all of you already know, which is something very different than the people in the audience would have known because it was Liberty University. So part of it is knowing who you're talking to, right? Bernie Sanders does not know Anybody he's talking to. So part of it, like belittling or making fun of your friend's political opinions is probably not the best approach to maintaining a bond with someone. So I think the whole take a tip from Bernie Sanders is sarcastic. Yeah. I mean, is, isn't it just standard? Like, don't be a douche. Yeah. I mean, basically what it's saying is like, don't be a <laughs> douche. Don't be a douche. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. So that is, and Tracy and I often try not to be douches. I mean, it slips in every now and again. Right. But just, we because, try not but just because I don't agree with your political opinions doesn't mean I think you're a terrible person or you're stupid mm-hmm. or you're necessarily wrong in your belief. I just think that we view the world differently. Differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's that's great. We should view the world differently. If yeah. we don't, then if everybody thought the exact same thing, it would be a very boring place to live. <laughs> well, I don't actually hang you out. You Admittedly, you would like for it to be boring these no, days. No, no, when no. You... No, I mean, it is funny. I am a progressive professional. I'm married to a progressive human, but I was raised by conservative people, and I have found in my life the clients that I take that I do the best with are moderate clients that come from moderate districts. I do ballot measures that need support from Democrats and Republicans. I hang out with you all the motherfucking time. I go on Fox <laughs> News. Like, I weirdly have this sort of magnetic pull to a bipartisan space and or, or however you want to describe that. And I think Tracy's just pulled her glasses <laughs> even farther down her nose. I think like the reader needs to get closer to the words because that's where she is. Because I can so, see you. I, you're blurry. <laughs> if I have my glasses on, I have to pull them down <laughs> so I can read. At times them. I definitely look better blurry. So I think that there the, so this article goes on to highlight the relationship between Mary Madeline and James Carville, which is like in politics, like the oldest running um, bipartisan marriage. And and it goes on to describe when they are at places where people either say Hillary Clinton should go to prison or Jeb Bush is a crook. So anybody like coming from either side with like sort of extreme points, he says he does not vehemently disagree. He says things like, I hope you don't say that again. You know, I hear you, but this is not a, a position I'm going to take, which is part of it is just don't take the fucking bait. Don't well, take the but bait. Both of those positions are extreme. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. I have been with conservatives that throw shit at me that is super baity and vice versa on the progressive side. Right. And part of it is just don't take the fucking bait. I'm curious as to how Jeb Bush is a crook. Well, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't describe it. Just, but people say all sorts of crazy shit about right. people running for president, you know? So I struggle a little bit with this because – there are plenty of reasons as a conservative that you could have disliked Hillary Clinton. And not to hone in on this yeah. in particular, but— I mean, at Trump rallies, they still chant lock her up. I, yes, they do. So it's like something people grab onto, you know what I mean, regardless sure, of Sure, uh, but when we're talking about, like, friendships, mm-hmm. that seems like— 
come up with a better reason for why you don't like Hillary Clinton. Like totally. she should go to. Pre- and mean, there's probably a lot of them. There's a lot of them yeah. as a conservative that you might not agree with on policies, just yeah. like you may not yeah. have agreed with Obama's policies. There are plenty of reasons to have disagreed with Jeb Bush yep. on policy if you were a progressive or Democrat. Yep. Calling him a crook is not useful. It's not useful. It's not helpful. Like, why don't can we can we get back to like the seriousness of politics? Right. Would be good. And so this next quote from Mary Madeline describes why I love Tracy Dietz. And I may not be married to her. She's like my we're kind of she's married. like my office. Uh, I mean, she's like my work wife. Yeah. But um, <laughs> she says, "quote Among the many reasons I love my husband is this: certainly, neither of us would hang out with such cretins, people that would say those things, nor would we feel compelled to respond." which is such an important piece of it. If this is a problem for people out there, they need to change their friends. There is more to life than politics, period, and idiots, period. Which is so much of what makes Tracy and me good together. Like, we find we find similarities inside of bizarreness, and we do not take the bait of the people around us. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's so just extremism. I mean, it's the difference between... You know, we we talked a little bit about this right after the election. So my mom was at a polling booth mm-hmm. in South Carolina, and a woman came up to her and made the comment that, hey, did you know Hillary Clinton was a cannibal? <laughs> and my mom calls That's me, and she's so like, have you ever heard insane. this? I'm like, no, that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, Hillary Clinton is not a cannibal, and she doesn't go to parties <laughs> with Katy Perry and eat children and then oh kill them. God. Like, that's not, like— it's not something crazy. that happens. So, so as as a sort of conclusion to this portion of chat on this podcast, the 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 end of this article says that not only does having friends with different outlooks on life enrich you, but it adds value to society as a whole. High five! Yay! Put it up. Woo! Promoting friendships between liberals and conservatives, the author noted, benefits society by increasing intergroup interactions, which can help people find common ground rather than simply beat their positions from opposite corners so look at us i know like we're, we're changing it. the world yay i mean that feels pretty good i mean i'll take it i'm sure i mean i like you in general but okay so because and nobody wants bernie sanders tip i want it <laughs> which turns out not to be really a tip sorry sorry for the mislead there. just a tip um, we don't need it yeah <laughs> nobody needs bernie sanders tip. tip i get it now and it's disgusting <laughs> and humorous all at the same time <laughs> Um, Happy holidays! (laughs) This is my favorite time of year. The time between the election day and Christmas because it's like a time like talk with people you haven't, for me, for me because I work on campaigns, it's a time to like hang out with people I don't hang out with much. Life sort of seems to go by just a bit slower. And so we thought we would do, (laughs) I thought, in this bizarre sort of period of time that I love so much, I was going to just on the podcast give Tracy a quiz. <laughs> and the quiz, in, it's BuzzFeed because that's the place you go for quizzes. And it's it's entitled, Are You and Your Best Friend 33%, 66%, or 99% Close? So here on this podcast, we will all sort of discover if Tracy and oh, I so actually really like each other. how close we are. <laughs> yep. Okay. Here we go. You ready? I am. How do you feel if you and your friend are sitting in silence? Super uncomfortable and awkward. There's never any silence. We're always talking. It's comfortable and I don't mind it. It's a mix. Sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes it's fine. I'm pretty comfortable and I don't mind it. <laughs> Which is totally opposite for you. But You're also, like, are we supposed to be taking this at the same time? I don't know. Should I answer your? Yeah. You, I, should, I should answer for yeah, you. Okay. So, so what you, you say it's comfortable and I don't mind. I say there's never any silence where I was talking. <laughs> okay. So I'm answering for Kelly. Okay. All right. If you have food poisoning, 
and feel kind of gross. How do you describe it to your friend? A, I say I have food poisoning and I leave out the details. <laughs> B, vaguely sick. Vaguely I'm sick. C, I wouldn't tell them. Why would I? D, I would send them messages explaining my food. Po- I'm D. I would send them messages explaining I, my I food poisoning and graphic detail. I would be D okay. too. Okay. okay. All right. Um, your friend is thinking of making a pretty bad decision. (laughs) So I do that every day. They're an adult, so I don't comment on their choice. I ask if they're sure about it, but then leave it at that. I make my opinion heard, but I point out that it's not up to me. I ask them what the hell they're thinking they're doing. I would ask you what the hell you think you're doing. What would you do? You'd ask me what the hell you think I'm doing. Um... Yeah. Or no, you'd be I think I do three. You'd I make do, my so opinion heard, but I'm I would be me. four. Okay, go. Because, you know. Okay, next. What's the main activity you and your friend do together? Oh, man. <laughs> Climb hey. your bars! Climb <laughs> your bars! Oh, we do cultural things. <laughs> no. A, go out to lunch, dinner. B, go to each other's houses and watch TV. <laughs> C, go clubbing or to bars. D, doing cultural things. I, like the this theater, is like one or museums. three. Like, I don't even know. I'm one. Okay. Lunch so I would, I would probably be one. Okay. okay. I, literally, I'm sorry. I don't know how many questions there are. Okay. <laughs> how well do you know your friends and family? How well do you know your friends and family? I guess it's to the other one. I've met their immediate I've met them a few times. Family. I don't really know them at all. I know their immediate family, but not extended. I've met their immediate and extended family. I've met their close and more distant. I think I've met their immediate and extended family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell your friends all your secrets? Yes, four. Yeah, uh, yeah, I tell yeah, absolutely yeah. everything. Yes. Okay, you know more about uh, me. Than anyone would else. you feel weird having a nap at your friend's house? No, no, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I wouldn't have feeling weird having a nap at a stranger's house. Is what I would say. <laughs> I'm a mom. I will nap to, anywhere. To what extent do you talk about your sex life? Oh my god, we don't talk about those things. I do. We sometimes talk about it, but not in huge detail, and not often. We. Only really talk about it when something new or interesting has happened. Like we, I, so I <laughs> talk about it in explicit, explicit detail. detail. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm four. Four. You're probably, uh, I'm probably not four. two. <laughs> uh, do you ever have deep and meaningful conversations at 3 a.m.? No, I'm asleep. Sorry. No. Nope. We're not really into those kinds of chats. We're not really into those <laughs> That is true. Your friend gets a haircut. That they realized doesn't suit them, but they want a second opinion. What do you say? A, there's a lot of answers here. Ugh. A, lie and say it looks amazing. They can't change it now. B, agree, but not too enthusiastically. C, remind them that it'll grow out soon. D, tell them regardless of their haircut, they will always have a beautiful face. <laughs> D, suggest ways to style it to make it look better until it grows out. B, all the above three. I don't Jesus. even know. I feel like I would not tell you if you got a terrible haircut. Uh, I would say you're beautiful. Yeah, me too. A. I would lie yeah. and say it looks We're going amazing. A. We're going out. I would. Oh, that's that was the end. A, What'd you get? 66. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe everybody that ever takes the quiz gets 66%. What is 99%? You, and the, the description of 66% is you're definitely close to your best friend. You two can tell each other most things and share parts of your lives you wouldn't share with anyone else. You're completely comfortable around them, but you two don't like to constantly be in each other's pockets. I feel like 99% is like it's your like, spouse. It's aggressive. Right. Like it's like they're like it's like that you're intimate at that point. Like yeah. 90% like uh, yeah. All yeah. Right. That was well, awesome. That was good. Yay. High five. Look at that. Nice we friends. got the same thing. All right. On today's button. Oh, the button, button, this is so button, exciting. exclamation mark. So button today, female scientist slams a sexist question at airport security. And does anybody like airport security? I mean, I pay for clear, so it's like I never even have oh, to talk to I anybody. Oh, clear. Oh, it's like 
it's like so fast. Really? You don't have to talk to anybody? No. I don't like, like to talk to You don't anybody. even have to take out your ID. You go to a machine that takes your fingerprint and Ooh. then the, the, the person that does clear shows their ID to TSA and then you just go right through the line. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's that's super fancy. Super that's fast. Awesome. So this woman clearly did not have clear. Clear. No, no, no. I'm not she even was sure she had TSA, although this was in Australia. So a female astrophysicist of sparked course. a debate about microaggressions <laughs> regarding women in science and technology after tweeting about her most related experience at airport security. So her name is Amber Roberts. She describes herself on Twitter as an artificial intelligence program director, astrophysicist, science commentator, and machine learning engineer. Wow. Also a lot. resident. So smart. Fucking badass. Yeah, so smart. She's got 43,000 followers on Instagram. So she writes, last Tuesday, I take out both of my laptops at airport security. So clearly doesn't have TSA. Pray. Random guy scoffs, what do you need two laptops for? She says, well, one is for my astrophysicist work. <laughs> one is for my artificial intelligence work. Because hashtag oh, I'm a badass. It's so good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing, like, why is dude got to ask her questions about what her laptops are for? I mean, she's got two laptops. Why does it matter? I mean, she really should have TSA pre, then she'd have to take neither one of <laughs> Maybe them Maybe she doesn't but, travel much. Right. Well, I mean, as an astrophysicist and an artificial intelligence program director i would think she'd travel a lot but now so now like it's all trending and everybody's asking like what why Why why? do you need two laptops why do you need two laptops and she said quote what saddens me about the so it came up on reddit subreddit even which is even like the creepier of the reddits is that no one is commenting on the fact that the guy didn't deserve an answer from her but are focusing on why i need two laptops. Right. So if it was a guy, would somebody have asked a guy why he had two laptops? Yeah, what a dick. Right. And like, you know, so my husband works for the government and he has multiple pieces of technology because if you work for the government, you can't share it with your private stuff. So two phones, a personal computer, which is one of those giant touchscreen laptops or iPads, and then a government computer. And I got to say, I don't think there's ever been anybody that has been like, why do, you have, so him, why do you have so much technology? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's sort of crazy. I, I find that people ask silly questions when they feel threatened or like, you know, like, have you ever had somebody say something to you that sort of missed its landing? It was not appropriate for the Right. Like they're trying to be funny or they're trying to be flirty or they're trying to be whatever. And it doesn't come across. Yeah correctly. And it feels like they're not taking you seriously, but right. it's just because they've been caught off guard. But right. also, if you're if you're a TSA agent, you have to see some crazy shit pulled out of there. I was had a friend tell me recently <laughs> that the person in front of them had a whole suitcase of jellies, like strawberry jelly, peach jelly, like pear jelly, like like it had to come out. It was all gelatin, so it all had to come out. It was all less than four ounces or whatever, so it all worked. But like one at a time, the jelly was Just all pulled out. Just to clarify that it's never what comes out of my bag. <laughs> it's never A different jelly. kind of jelly. It's not, I'd make that my husband put that in his bag. <laughs> I don't carry that shit. But I think that maybe it would just serve people well to stop mentioning shit. It's a good thing. Yeah. I actually forced my husband to put all of that shit in his suitcase when we travel together so I don't all have to get questions. Toys? Yeah. Wow. They all go in his bag. Good for you. Yeah. Like the carry-on bag or the yeah. checked bag? We don't ever check bags. Who ever? checks a bag? If you go for a week. Oh, I'm not checking a bag. I get all my shit in a week. My clothes are not that big. 
Wow. We did just check bags for our for our Thanksgiving trip and it went just fine. But you had kids. You were bringing I, I the kids had with them, you. have them, right, will have right. them. Right, but like yes. you were bringing kids with you. So that, yeah. that requires more stuff. I don't I know. No, I don't. I have to be going somewhere pretty fancy for me to check a bag. I hate checking bags. Yeah. Unless I take my golf clubs and then I'll check a bag. <laughs> Priorities. But it sucks. Like I do feel like you're asked more questions. Yeah. Um, I mean, this woman said, um, what happened by itself wasn't a big deal. I didn't even think that much about it. Just that it would be an entertaining tweet. Normally, one big event is not what stops women from pursuing a field. It's a death by a thousand cuts. What she's saying is like not going through TSA with two laptops and getting shit for it would stop her from being an astrophysicist or whatever she is. This is just one tiny example of what happens daily to women that do these jobs that are not expected of women. And she said... I've gotten pretty good at recognizing microaggressions throughout my career, and this was definitely an example of one. She said women were tired of things like this happening to them all the time. When women talk about microaggressions, we seem petty because one comment like this on its own is not a big deal. It's the constant buildup right. of them over time, which is what I was talking about last week with my client who was on the panel with the man who was saying, if somebody like her can do this, then anyone can do this. It's it's one small example of a larger problem that if we all just step up and think to ourselves, regardless of what you look like or what genetics you have or, you know, what the world thinks you should be to do that job, if everyone just shut their fucking trap and treated humans with respect, it wouldn't be a real thing. And this guy could have just been trying to flirt with her. I mean, it shows some pictures of her. She's attractive, female, long but that, hair. But that's microaggressions. Like, that's what she's talking about. That's like little, little, little bits. Eventually. But if he's trying to flirt, like, why is that aggression? Like, Well, I, because like bullying a girl, you know, like oh, being mean to yeah, a girl yeah. is an aggression. You know what I mean? Like. You get farther with honey than what's that phrase than honey than vinegar? Vinegar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I but think what that if it's he was a thing. just generally curious as to why she had two laptops. Well, he did it wrong then. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> then he did it wrong. Wow, what and do he you doesn't do? deserve right. it. Right. Yeah, so yeah, the question yeah. would be yeah. like, wow, what hey do you there, do? You that must requires do something really important. Why do you have two laptops? Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of being like, why do you have two laptops? Yeah. So I think that I think that and and I said this on the last pod. It was. Everyone needs to think more clearly and more completely about how to engage with people from the opposite sex, people from a different space, if if we want to move it all along. And microaggressions are certainly examples of how death by a thousand cuts happens, why right. women don't do all the things that men do, right. because it's not always met with kindness. But we meet each other with kindness, Tracy Deeds. We do. We do. It becomes an interesting thing about children, though. Like, so my girls were complaining the other day that this boy kept trying to kiss them <laughs> on the playground. The little one. Uh-huh. And I'm like, really? So what was he doing? She's like, he kept hitting me and then trying to kiss me. I'm like, mm, no. God, I'm just, what? I'm going to really try hard to make sure my boys don't, don't approach it no that way. No hitting and kissing. Yeah. No. In fact, and even then, ever. like, they're already learning, like, oh, that means he likes you. I'm like, no. If yeah. he liked you, he'd be nice to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. It's hard. Yeah. Anyway, this was amazing today. <laughs> we have a short Yay. one. We're 66% friends. I know. It's yeah. awesome. It's so good. Kelly's so excited. Happy Christmas season, friends. Happy holidays. I know. We've got a big one in front of us. we got, what, three more weeks till Christmas? More than that, I feel like. It's not it's even December yet. Get, oh, it's not. No. Shit. Get your Me Christmas and my husband shopping. celebrate. So you guys will listen to this <gasps> on a Friday. The day before, we will have at our 10th anniversary. <gasps> Congratulations. Yay. That's Yay, so Caleb exciting. Gibson. He's the Yay. best. He is the best. Yeah. Awesome. 
Thanks so much, everyone, for listening today. Listen and subscribe to Damon All the Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy holidays, friends. See you next week.